0: Hello, and welcome back to The Vanquisher's Guide. Man, it feels like We're back. it's been a minute.
1: <laughs> just, it has been one a, exact minute. One
0: one metric minute.
1: One metric, one imperial minute.
0: Yeah, it, it might have not been much time for you guys if you're going through some of our older episodes that so we have quite a few and also really good ones, but the holidays have been a bit crazy for us, so we haven't been uploading as much. Uh, sorry if... Oh, we kind if of you're disappointing anybody but
1: if you're listening to this in the year 2045 and you're just going through the back catalog, well, nothing has changed. Congratulations. And uh Yep. Welcome to the future. But for us back here in the past, it's been a minute.
0: Yeah, it's it's been a little hectic, but we're here to record Huzzah. our Christmas special. And I'm and... Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> I guess uh if we haven't really done our intros super properly this time.
1: We but, got distracted. It's been yeah. too long. I'm it is, a,
2: an, it is a brand new year.
1: New the year. year of... New terrible intro.
0: <laughs> it is it is twenty twenty three, that is for sure. And Christmas has passed. It's been what,
2: like two or three weeks? But good uh, thing we live in the past, speaking of anyone... the past. We're doing our Christmas episode. Way yes, freaking we are.
1: Call us out. We could just pretend like we were doing this Christmas day and then no one would know.
0: But then the <laughs> the blame would fall on me for not uploading it. The yeah. people and living I'd in the 2075
1: would never know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, they could look at the upload date, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so we just, we had some super special stuff planned out for uh, like Christmas and the holidays, like our little special for this. So we didn't really want to skip over it. And wait a whole another gosh darn year, so we're doing it anyway.
1: Gosh darn it!
2: Yeah, and it's and it's our podcast, so we could do what we want. Yeah, you
1: podcast, can't tell us and I, and I want it now.
0: Well, it is happening now, but uh, so we also for this one we kind of split up the episode where each of us is doing just a little segment on kind of some of these smaller Christmas themed monsters. But uh, jump right into it, um. So, with the holidays having recently passed, do you guys have any special like Christmas traditions that you guys do, Christmas or holiday traditions.
1: traditions? Uh, my Christmas uh, holiday tradition is to avoid my family as much as I can. Okay, that's, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes it's no, be, but yeah. yeah, sometimes. Uh, but one Christmas tradition isn't unique to my family, but that is like still something that we do I think is neat is a I think German thing where you put a pickle into your Christmas tree it's usually an ornament nowadays but back in the day it used to be like an actual just like pickle Oh, uh, man You get, like, the day, your it, like, tree all pickly. yeah uh but then whoever finds like the hidden like because like you hide it in the tree you don't just like set it in there like it's hidden and then whoever finds the hidden pickle gets like an extra like special gift that is like unique like, like like designated set aside for the pickle so oh,
0: that's super yeah. cool it's, I like, like it's that. a
1: neat thing it's just like a little like scavenger hunt kind of thing that like people can do so yeah. the pickle
3: i, I like a that
0: i mean family,
1: but a fun thing regardless
0: yeah like i i would i don't think i'd be so much for it if it was a real pickle like that just sounds yeah, no, really would, messy and kind of smelly someone couldn't yeah,
1: find yeah.
2: it it would smell up the.
1: oh t- no 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 if, if you can't ugh. find it it finds <laughs> you eventually <laughs> that's yeah. like the people that i don't never understand but the people that hide real eggs for uh the oh, for terrible Easter. idea yeah, I never understand bad. it. Like, what do you think is gonna happen when you can't? Because inevitably, there's always some eggs that you don't find. Because like people forget where they put them, and then now you just have real eggs just sitting around somewhere that are gonna go so gross. I don't understand it. Yeah, it baffles me.
0: baffles. That, me. It just sounds terrible. But mm-hmm. what about you, Brad? You got any uh, cool tris- Christmas traditions like hiding pickles and trees or anything like that? <laughs>
2: sounds weird no. when you say it that way um like i guess there was like stuff like growing up but i wouldn't say i'm the biggest holiday person fair yeah, like so yeah i don't really
1: this man's anti-holiday get him <laughs> <laughs> Pile uh, on him. I uh, him. he
0: hates christmas oh no I like, no, ha- I like halloween
1: but i don't really uh oh so you do like holidays oh huh? Uh, contradictory. Well, well, I
0: mean that's super fair. You know, <laughs> the holidays aren't for everybody.
1: Sometimes it can be uh, rather
0: stressful or a sad time of year for different people. You know,
1: the uh, Christmas so. season is the loneliest time of the year. Yes. Statistically, there is the most loneliness during that throughout the entire year compared to yeah. the rest of the year.
0: So that that does kind of suck. Like uh, yeah. if you're by yourself or whatnot, or it's just not happy memories. Well, I
2: mean, we don't need to turn this into me being a sad. <laughs> i was fine
1: brad, are you okay? <laughs> and in general are i just wasn't okay?
2: doing anything crazy to celebrate
1: are you sad do you need help <laughs>
2: yes so oh, this, man. Is, this is a call for help
1: <laughs> this is well, the loudest cry for help we'll definitely
2: get you that help that you need brad but
0: uh i actually don't have too many like traditions either i think back That's when it. i lived in with my family when i was younger we would watch like A nativity video of like Jesus and stuff, yeah. So not not too much into that right now, but um, I have a kind of fun, you know, like just uh, getting some like hot chocolate or something and watching that.
1: I I have a side question that I like. Everybody has a different answer to this, and I think it's interesting. Well, not everybody, but like I think it's interesting. Um, for your family, what was your de facto go to? Uh, Christmas movie like what was the one like like obviously watching mo- several Christmas movies throughout the entire season but like what is the one Christmas movie that your family has to watch during the season Who? mine's off awesome. anything else oh yeah uh,
2: White Christmas with Bing Crosby oh, oh there yeah. it is there that. it
1: is that's I'll it watch, that's I'll it I'll watch
2: that not even during un-ironically,
1: Christmas unironically yeah and, just um, like just in free time middle good of Jan- middle, middle of July and you just Popping in white Christmas. Man. Heck yeah.
0: Uh, I, I don't think I can really think of, like, any particular movie we always had to watch. I remember watching Home really? Alone a lot, but that might have been okay. just, like,
2: 10-year-old me. You sure, know? sure. Also, yeah, I mean, it's I, just classic. That's a good Yeah, movie. I
1: think everyone goes through that as well, whereas, like, I yeah. mean, it's just a, a fun movie, and it's Christmas adjacent, so it, it works for the season. Yeah. So... But there do you guys, have just... do you have one Randy? Did you say yours? White Christmas was mine as well. Oh my so, oh, wow. yeah, so good. That it, either White Christmas and or um <laughs> with Will Ferrell. <laughs> no, no. I do know somebody who that is their de facto movie oh, which I thought oomph. was wild. And I, I, I no mean it's not a bad movie it's just odd. Yeah. Um for a little while when I was a kid it was The Grinch with uh Uh, Jim Carrey? Yeah. Oh my God. This is a classic movie. So good. You said oof. You don't like that movie.
0: He's just a little scary. Yeah, that's the point. When I I was a kid, he scared me a lot as the Grinch, you know? But now that I'm older, like, it's cool. It's a pretty, pretty decent movie. But man, it was just something about that green fuzz, man.
1: Yeah, dude. (laughs) I wasn't about it. And then uh, the other one that was kind of another uh, movie that we watched a lot i can't remember what it was called it's a wonderful life that's what it's called um oh, right, and that movie's right. terrible that movie's so okay, bad I was,
2: I was gonna say if that's you, you like that movie i was gonna
1: no like, i was gonna shut, so bad, i was
2: gonna man. shut this down right exactly.
1: now <laughs> we watched it every year it was like my dad's like my dad his thing was white christmas and it's a wonderful life like we had to watch both of those prefer like White Christmas before anything else, but then it's a wonderful life afterwards. And every single time I was like, this movie is so depressing. I just hate myself after I finish that movie every time. Yeah, it's terrible. I, I kind of feel but the same. It's... Grinch is way better. I I would watch Grinch every day before the other. I'll I'll terrible. definitely
0: definitely back you on that one. But Thanks, I mean, yeah. these are some pretty bomb traditions and uh super cool, but uh, as I was researching, like, what to do for, like, a christmas theme monster, yeah, yeah. it was kind of hard, because, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, Christmas and monsters, like, mm-hmm. I guess recently, it's kind of gotten a bit more, like, easy to, like, pull out, like, Krampus or, sure. like, other ones than that. I think he's just kind of like the de facto, like, Definitely. Christmas monster, right? But, uh, so I was doing some research, just seeing what was out there, and I actually found this super, super awesome, like, monster tried to a christmas or i should say winter tradition. Okay. And so for this week for uh, my little segment i wanted to dive into some welsh folklore. Yo. Uh, and this was just to discuss as i said before a very fascinating and historic winter tra- tradition that i had never heard of before this and i it was weird as i was researching it it seems like this tradition was like uh for the longest time, it kind of uh, faded a bit in popularity, But as of like late, like actually super recently, like I feel like the 2010s and forward, it actually like received a pretty huge like surge in like popularity of like, being like practiced again, which oh. is awesome.
2: But
3: really?
0: uh, Yeah, this monster that the tradition has kind of created is uh, one that is called the Mari Lloyd. I hope yeah. I'm saying that correctly. This is. We're going to be going into a lot of like Welsh uh, words and stuff like that. And I don't speak Welsh, of course, but I'm going to do it, my best.
1: It leans Lloyd. It, it, it kind of seems like a Lloyd.
0: Yeah. But <laughs> uh, so what is the Mari Lloyd? And it is a mythical creature that appears as a tall, man shaped creature wrapped in a plain white sheet that has the skull of a horse on its head. So. It also has eye sockets, and in those sit large glass-like orbs that are sometimes illuminated. So as we're getting into this, you know, Weird. the Christmas connections not not really seeming quite there yet. And it seems yeah. pretty horrifying. Like, this could be, like, some type of, like, Halloween costume. You know, you got, like, this horse skull. And if you've ever seen, like, a horse skull, it's uh, perhaps one of the most terrifying animal skulls to see. I don't. Yeah, I don't really like its shape. You know, nothing against it's, horses, but the way they arrange their teeth is just crazy. It's
1: <laughs> a, a kind of unsettling. They have like a weird, creepy gap in their mouth that I yes. don't like. Not yeah,
2: gonna lie. it I, looks like a saying. kaiju. It does yeah,
1: a little bit.
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's just because of like how the the like nasal cavity is compared to like where the eye sockets sit. But yeah, I'm right there with you. Mm -hmm. Um, This skull is also quite ornately decorated with colorful ribbons and bows, as well as sometimes bells and holly. So we're kind of getting more Christmas oriented. Beautiful. And like holidays oriented. And uh, so you may be thinking that the Mariloid is a malevolent creature as it can appear rather frightening, but in truth it is a often joyful and energetic uh, being as it attempts to spread festive cheer. But at the same time, uh, as with most, most creatures, it is not without its mischievous side.
1: Of course.
0: So getting down to, like, what the Mary Lloyd actually does.
1: Getting is, down to brass tacks.
0: Yeah. It <laughs> will uh, often travel with a small group of people, and these are called her merry men. And this group group of people will traditionally consist of a a hostler. And this is uh, kind of the occupation historically of someone who would look after horses in an inn. And this hostler is typically a smartly dressed man that may also be the leader of the group and may even like kind of lead the Mary Lloyd by like reins as well. Weird. Um. And so there there are also other uh people in this group and they're traditionally dressed as folk characters. This can be a, like a jester or sometimes they're even dressed up as famous puppet show characters uh from like uh history and like some of these are named like Punch and Judy. And there's a whole, oh, yeah. whole kind of thing Judy. about those. Yeah, like I, I don't know if anybody well, will really are, recognize those but... names are, but my, yeah,
1: my favorite childhood uh, uh puppet, show. puppet show, Punch <laughs> and Judy. This
0: yeah, is classic.
1: I, I remember may, fondly.
0: Maybe if you lived in like the 1800s in uh, Wales, you'd uh-huh. probably uh, understand like who these people were, as a, as from what yeah, I understand, yeah. they were pretty. Pretty famous in the the puppet show routes.
1: Yeah, they were all the rage in Wales.
0: (laughs) And I think, like, also kind of the rest of uh, Europe. Fair. In that area as well. But, uh, and so this whole group kind of functions as a kind of mobile play slash musical, which is pretty cool. Interesting. So, what they do, this group, does is the mary lloyd and the crew will travel from house to house and once out of house they will sing welsh songs or wassails and after knocking oh. on a door it will engage in a ritual called uh puenco. and this is when the person who comes to the door typically uh i think also like in a village if you saw like the mary lloyd and her merry men coming around you would lock all your doors and windows and really sounds nice yeah make sure everything's just kind of battened down you know and then you pretty much converse with the mary lloyd and her merry men through the door
1: and you are sure that this was a good thing to have happen because this doesn't sound hey it's the same
2: thing we're getting there christmas carolers you're like
1: Oh, so true. Good You're right. <laughs> what
2: a, what, a, what an experience. But I'm also socially awkward, and I don't want to be uh-huh. seen. So I'm gonna lock my door. But I'll be like, "Thank okay. you" from the window, and like hand them like a glass of yeah, something.
1: yeah. And Carolers, I, they're yeah. so nice. It's part of the Christmas season. I love them. Don't come near me. But stay don't away. I don't can't, I don't interact with you.
2: <laughs> but
0: uh, you know
1: what? You're right. Yeah.
0: It's kind of interesting. Is that we're getting into this? Is that like uh, that ritual that they do called a uh, go Like I. Was saying is
1: uh-huh.
0: very similar to uh, flighting, if you are familiar with that.
2: And if you're not, Fine?
1: yeah, I've heard of that. Uh, no, no, it's it's flighting. what you
2: obviously it's what they stole that word from uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, obviously. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. yes, first use of flighting. Yeah, but, there you uh, go.
0: So this is basically uh, a verbal exchange of rude rhymes in a poetic fashion, almost kind of like a rap battle. You could I was imagine
1: sure you say. it's like a rap battle.
0: Yeah, so um I think specifically what happens is that they go back and forth with sometimes like pre-written verses of like these songs or kind of poems and then sometimes improvised ones in which the mm-hmm. person inside tries to make up like reasons why they shouldn't let the Mary Lloyd in and then Weird. the Mary Lloyd tries to convince the person to let them in. So Eventually, this kind of ends in the house owner relenting and it lets them inside.
1: Or not. You know, I'd I'd be cool with that one as well. I mean, if you're lame, you
0: don't let them in. But uh, once they get inside, uh, the entertainment and party will kind of continue. They do not kill you. Uh (laughs) Um, But after they enter the home, Mary Lloyd will run around neighing and snapping at people as well as chasing people she likes just to frighten them I this is all it. done in pretty good fun you know is like uh she often will just like chase the kids or whatever uh-huh. around because really you know
2: like like this should be fun so we'll let it happen and uh, we'll, like it's fun but it's really not fun yeah but like, everyone's not, sitting they're going
1: fun. everyone's going this is super weird but like everybody <laughs> else is but like liking this and like getting behind it so i guess i will and everybody else has that same mentality everyone's like i'm only going with this because everyone else is and it's just everyone's cringing inside
2: (laughs) and then everyone goes to like horse therapy after of why they're (laughs) terrified of horses oh my gosh everyone in
1: wales is terrified of The whole town is
2: like man i wonder why we're all scared of horses (laughs) and it's because it's one night
1: oh that's awesome
2: that's, that's probably how it'd be if
0: it was done like nowadays and you weren't in the know you know like if yeah. you were in like uh the u.s and you had somebody dressed up in like a white sheet in a uh horse skull and you knocked on somebody's house you'd probably be shot honestly <laughs>
1: yeah there's no way you'd be allowed in at least
0: <laughs> yeah yeah like um but i don't know i i think this is just like a super cool like kind of tradition and honestly it sounds like a really good time because like while the mary lloyd is causing havoc and is kind of going a little crazy you know the rest of the merry men and the uh, householders will pretty much just be sharing food and drink together you know maybe getting a little tipsy maybe a little drunk so i can can get by that that. honestly sounds like a good time i mean like if you're the mary lloyd you kind of get to (laughs) go a little crazy you know and i imagine you still get some Some drink as well and some food. I would hope so. But uh, everybody else is just, like, chilling and watching, like, the kids, like, scream as they're being chased and stuff, so.
1: It's just so bizarre to me to, like, allow this group of people into your house. That's fine. Sure, like, just having a good time. And then, meanwhile, you let just one guy in a horse costume in to just run through your house, like, crazy. It's like, (laughs) that feels weird it, like a like a broken vase waiting to happen.
0: Well well you put away your all your oh, vases yeah. you, you know gotta, your ancient vases while you see these people approaching right you, you gotta prepare for a Lloyd, week for this guy coming yeah. <laughs> like you gotta yeah.
1: marry proof your house.
0: Yeah. Some but,
1: people child some people Mary Lloyd proof.
0: Uh while this practice is seen as like a just like a generally good time and a good reason to like spend time with each other during the holidays, um, also like this practice can be taken to its exhaustive limits, where the merry lloyd and the merry men will hassle and pester a community for food, money, or booze, and they'll do that oh, until the community or the people just like finally relent and give them what they want, so that they just leave them <laughs> alone. Yeah. So
3: wow, it seems
0: like some people, you know, there might have been a couple bad actors, a couple yeah. bad Mary
2: weights, but well, I was like, oh, they, no, I think it was a They good time. just like do it for so long, like they start it every year, like December twenty fifth or whatever, right? But then they just keep going, like every I was night. Just, yeah, I was just, they're
1: they're starting at Thanksgiving at night, and they're like, let's get going. i'm like, no, please. <laughs> <I> starting <laughs> earlier get and early. every year. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, Just holding this entire town hostage with, like, performances. And it was like, just go away. I'm so tired of this. I'll give you whatever you want. Just don't come to my house.
0: As I uh, mentioned before, this creature was created out of a Welsh winter tradition. And so basically this whole thing that I've been talking about, like, actually happens. Is that instead of, like, a monster kind of going around. uh. With a horse skull, it's just a man that uh, is under Mary Lloyd's sheet. And this man is holding the horse's skull on, like, a wooden pole. And Uh. that, uh, like, the jaw also sometimes has, like, a string on it to snap it open and closed. Creepy. Yeah. And uh, so pretty much, you know, he and his his, uh, band of merry men would continue all the rituals and practices that we just talked about. Um, and they would do this just to continue the spread of festive, festive cheer with the same, like, mischievousness that the original Mary Lloyd, like a real Mary Lloyd, would uh, do herself.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, they're doing God's work, or I guess they're doing Mary Lloyd's work, and giving her uh, the season off. she yeah. can just go and just take a nap. She doesn't even need to do her job anymore. Or I guess whatever gender it is, it's it doesn't have to do its job anymore. It can just do whatever it wants and doesn't even have to show up anymore. People are, everyone else is doing it for it.
0: Yeah. I, I think my, like all sources that I saw referred to it as a her.
1: So. Okay. That's what Makes I assumed, but with then the, with the name Mary, but I was like, I don't know, maybe that's a very masculine name in Welsh. I don't know. I'm not Welsh. Actually, technically I am, but I don't know <laughs> anything about it. <laughs> But uh,
0: also maybe like briefly dive into like some of the historical practices, you know, is that in the past, like uh, the exact practices and dates of like the Mary Lloyd tradition would vary from village to village. But oftentimes it would take place around the dates of uh, Christmas and New Year's and sometimes uh, for several nights in a row. Uh, hmm. Each of these towns would also practice their traditions differently, such as in some cases the ho- the specific horse skull used, would remain buried year round and would only be buried, unburied uh, to be used in the festivities. I think so. This every minded- year, it
2: just it gets more and more scary.
1: It's just um, dirtier and grosser.
0: I think it was actually so that it prevented the bone from yellowing. Um, yeah. I don't know exactly like what how like putting it in the ground preserves it but some of the sources said that it would do that or it could have also oh. been symbolic that it was like kind of like resurrecting or like bringing yeah. back like new life to mary lloyd you know Interesting.
1: man you so, know that if any town that was doing that it was also a tradition for the rest of the year for all of the kids in the town to try and find that head and dig it up. 100%. <laughs> Whoever finds it gets to be the next uh, one. Oh, right. So Who lost the Mary Lloyd skull? <laughs> so many troublemaking kids that were like out digging holes, trying to find that skull buried in the town somewhere, trying to just mess with it. 100%.
0: Oh, man. But uh, it's actually kind of unfortunate, though, is that, as we're mentioning like more into like, the history of this, is that the exact, like... Reason why the tradition of the Mary Lloyd was started, or even where her name come from, came from, is kind of lost to time. Uh And though, like some historians and researchers have speculated and argued that the the tradition is of Christian origin, with the name Hmm. being a translation of Blessed Mary or the Virgin Mary, and that the practice had once been a part of the Feast of the Ass,
2: what a fun name! Feast, yeah, feast.
0: And this is a, this feast is kind of like a commemoration of Jesus and his family's flight into Egypt, but right. they also argue Their that rap battle into Egypt. Yeah, yeah everybody <laughs> knows. You know, you know, Jesus you was rap battle, and everybody on the
1: street. The only way that you can get into Egypt is if you rap battle beat the uh, guards of the country, and then they let you in. If you got the sickest rhymes, man. Yeah.
0: But the historians also argue that by the time that the Mary Lloyd like tradition was first recorded in the 1800s, it was devoid of any of this religious content. Huh. Um, some other researchers and historians argue that the tradition is much more ancient and of pre-Christian origin, that Ooh. its name could have meant gray mare, hinting that Mary Lloyd could have represented a traditional death horse that would have nice. been employed in the festival of uh, Samhain, And this is a Gaelic festival on November 1st that marks the end of the harvest season and the beginning of winter season. Pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, perhaps one of the greatest reasons for this confusion, even like the tradition kind of momentarily dying off for a couple hundred years, was that... Momentarily. Yeah. The popularity (laughs) of this tradition died out significantly in the 1800s and this was with the new Christian movements in the area that declared the practice of the Mary Lloyd and other Welsh customs as sinful. Of course they did. Which really sucks, honestly. I I found this super funny, but also kind of depressing quote, and this was by a Harpist of the time when this was happening, and he was Mm -hmm. uh, named Edward Jones of uh, Mithonshire? I know I'm saying that incorrectly, but it's something along those lines. And he said that the consequence is Wales, which was formerly one of the merriest and happiest countries in the world, is now becoming one of the dullest. Dang. And man, just really putting it in perspective by like an actual bard.
1: <laughs> I bet that Edward Jones was not Christian by that uh, I, sentiment. I bet he wasn't.
2: <laughs> fun, fun fact about the current world. Um, there's a whole like statistic right now that the oh. um, most agnostic is not the word I'm looking for. Non-religious countries are currently the happiest countries. The more Christian mm-hmm. or the more religious a country is, the less happy they are. So this guy was circumstantial
1: evidence at best. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah, that is super interesting. But I guess it, it kind of makes sense if you're taking away like these like fun customs that yeah. are meant to spread kind of like cheer and like commu- a sense of community. That yeah,
1: kind of. Can you imagine? Stuff. Like, I, I, I say this without actually having a horse in the race. I don't care which way. Like, obviously, it has happened, and I'm not trying to say that it shouldn't have. But just imagine there is like a parallel universe out there where Christianity never existed. And every country has such vastly different traditions that are just, like, so mind-blowingly, like, different and bizarre. And it would be, like, that sounds like such a cool world to experience where everything is, like, everyone has, like, incredibly different philosophy.
2: I feel like it would be, like, if the world, like, never Christianized, though, or just, like, Abrahamic religions in general, there wouldn't have been so much travel and... right. Like the world wouldn't be as connected as it is now. Probably true. And it it's, like, I'm not saying, I'm not
1: potentially voting or... one way or another. No, yeah. I that's... just think it's funny to think of, like, man, could you imagine if that had never happened and like all of the different cultures that would have continued to grow? Yeah. That we just don't have now.
0: But I mean, but... At, at the same time, you know, like I, like I said previously, is that like uh, traditions like this are making a comeback. You <gasps> know, and that's, like, good point. Uh, mary lloyd you know has seen a resurgence in like wales and even the rest of the world to an extent you know and they've been kind of popping i haven't up. seen
1: it i haven't well, seen ready, any sincere, horse people coming my door I'll give it a couple years well, maybe
2: you're you're welsh so i feel like you should be doing this
1: random.
2: all right hey you want to you want to
1: you want to be one of my you're merry it. men next year we'll run around and
2: heck yeah and berate like
1: people done, until man. they give us f- food.
0: Well, maybe maybe not doing that, you know.
1: Hey, but... <laughs> it's the rat battle to get into the house. You got to do it to be able to get into the house.
2: Uh, uh, We're gonna start November first, go all the way down. yeah,
1: yeah, baby. Oh, Let's oh, do good it Lord.
2: all day. <laughs> but anyway, I I just think
0: like that uh, this creature of the Mary Lloyd was uh, super cool, very fun, and it gave me like. I don't know. I don't think I've done a uh creature in that originates from Wales. So kind of yeah. doing some research into like those traditions and whatnot. Man. Very cool. Very cool. Really and I honestly cool. hope to see like uh I I do think it'd be really cool to see like a Mary Lloyd maybe at some uh Christmas traditions in the states. I'd love to see that. That'd be very Could cool. Could you
1: imagine like 2 years from now you're going through the store like it's like November 20th and you're walking to the store and all of a sudden you see a freaking white sheet and a horse head dress up costume on sale for the holidays that'd be hilarious I, mean, that would, I would that would be wild. That. <laughs> like oh my goodness it's made it it's here it's in the states that that's cool I I think Mary Lloyd is far less I mean it, it, I still think it's kind of creepy it's a little bit weird uh, mainly just because me. the idea of letting just a bunch of people into your home to run rampant and just cause mayhem in your house sounds a little bit uh, chaos. Uh, yeah, it, it's a little bit much for me, but the idea is cool. I think the idea is cool, and I think it's, after having learned a bit about it, it's less overtly creepy than I thought it was. So. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, with uh, Mary Lloyd being left in our rearview mirror, we're, uh, we get to move on and uh, onward and upward to greater and better things.
0: <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't be dissing my girl, Mary Lloyd.
1: <laughs> oh, man. No, we're going to talk about the fan favorite. Everybody knows him. Everybody loves him. Uh, Boreas Astridis. You know him? Who? Familiar? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Huh?
1: Well, you've never heard of the famous Christmas character, creature, person, Boreas Astridus?
2: Let me be completely honest with you for a second. When I be honest, Discord and saw your guys' notes for today. I saw Mary Lloyd and Boreas Astridis, and I was like, wait, are we doing a Christmas episode? I I was like, what is happening here?
1: It's like, did I misunderstand the assignment? I think I may have not read the rubric quite right because I don't know about this.
0: Are you Uh, sure this is (laughs) Christmas?
1: It is Christmas, actually. And unlike uh, Bryce's, which was a little bit less known, mine is very well known, just not by that name. Um, I just thought it was interesting that like, theoretically, this is technically, I don't know if his original name, but like a original name for him, which I thought was funny. Um, I am actually doing Jack Frost. If you've ever, there you go. There you go. So, um, Jack Frost, it, for those who haven't ever heard of him, I'll go through like the kind of generic overarching version first and then i'll go into like the other versions that i think are really neat that like different cultures have slash different uh people have kind of spun to be different ways um but jack frost for the people who aren't familiar or have heard the name but don't really know much more than that he is the personification of frost or ice and snow winter like freezing cold like all of like the the weather phenomena that come with Christmas slash the Christmas season. Like he is the reason that you get to make snow angels outside and you get to make a, a snowman. He's the reason that freaking uh what's this what's the snowman? Uh uh Frosty. Frosty, Frosty is the snowman. He's he's the reason Frosty <laughs> exists. All I can think of is Jack Frosty. And I was like that's not quite right. Uh he's
2: the reason you can get a frosty at wendy's
1: exactly he is the reason for frosty the snowman and for all frosties at at wendy's thank him he's working at every frost at every wendy's (laughs) making you those delicious
0: not the the ice cream machine at mcdonald's and that's why it's always breaking
1: exactly yeah yeah they're trying to like mimic him and it's just it's no good It ain't work (laughs) um but yeah so he's responsible for like all of the weather patterns all of like the the cold weather, which is kind of one of the reasons why, depending on people's outlook on that weather and how people feel about it, he is sometimes viewed as either a great guy and just, like, totally awesome, a sometimes just, like, a weather phenomenon or, like, an actually cool guy, and sometimes he's viewed as, like, a villain because if you don't like cold weather and you don't like ice, you don't like snow, you don't like anything like that, then he is just the worst because he just shows up and ruins your nice warm summer and just freezes everything and makes it miserable. So because of his, just the way he is, he does kind of get a bad rap just automatically, unfortunately. Mm, that's not really but, fair, I feel. Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. You can't hate him for what he is. But he's also, um, along with being associated with snow and all the, those things he also is associated with bringing the colors to autumn when like the, the leaves of the trees are changing and as as summer starts to turn into winter he's the person responsible for all the colors and the all of the trees changing color and it's actually interesting there's some depictions of jack frost where like he's like the normal generic jack frost that you know. But then he'll also have like a bucket of paint and a paintbrush as well. Cause he's like supposedly goes around painting all the trees, which I think is <laughs> funny.
0: Man, so. what a job that would be. Too many mm-hmm. leaves.
1: I Man. know, right? Guy's got nothing but time though, apparently. He's just out there. And apparently he's like, he really likes leaves a ton because he also is associated with another leaf pattern. Um, I don't know if you guys have experienced this. It's becoming less common um, as human technology advances and as, like, insulation and homes become better built. Uh, but if you've ever had, like, a single pane window or, like, just a poorly insulated window and gotten those, like, kind of leaf-looking uh, frost patterns on your window right. where it kind of, like, kind of looks like almost like a tree mm-hmm. or things on them. Yeah, appear- I, I get those on my uh, car if I've not driven my it for car. a couple of yeah. days. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh it's so uh, supposedly that is uh evidence that Jack Frost was there. Cause if it doesn't have that like tree like frost pattern, then and it's just normal frost, then that's just that's normal weather pattern just doing weather things. But if there's that frost fern like pattern, then Jack Frost was there specifically, frosting up your window. Uh, so a now creepy. you know. A little bit creepy, so now you know, but that's uh that's where those guys come from. And The reason I say they've become less popular is as uh, homes have become better built and technology has advanced, um, there's been advances in window technology like double painting, triple, quadruple painting windows, where it's just where like you have multiple windows stacked on top of each other with like gaps. And so it keeps the windows from getting as cold and keeps them from frosting over. So because of that, it's not so much that he's not doing it anymore. It's just that windows are now built to withstand frosting. And so they don't do it anymore. So now he's kind of out of a job, except for on car windows, I suppose, which is a shame.
0: Uh, There's plenty of cars for him to do.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. But so, yeah, that's uh, that's his kind of his shtick is uh, being a little bit troublesome. And depending on who you ask, a little bit misery, misery inducing with cold weather. But it's also he's also responsible for, like, the beautiful uh, winter vistas, like, all the trees covered in the snow and like the mountains covered in uh, all white and very, very picturesque moments. That's all that's thanks to Jack Frost. So whether you like cold weather or not, he's still a good guy at heart. He tries his best. He's just doing but, his job. Yeah. And, uh, similar to your, uh, Mary Lloyd Bryce, it's kind of interesting. The, the core, like, version of jack frost that everyone kind of talks about and knows to be a thing that guy that normal like generic version doesn't seem to really have much of an origin he just kind of like showed up one day like he has a couple of different variations and like there's some ideas of or like supposed first visuals of him uh, throughout history so like there's there's actually a uh, a political cartoon from like way back in the day like back in 18 1600s that, that was drawn and there's a lot of people that theorize that that's the first drawing first depiction of Jack Frost um, but there's not really like a super hard commitment to when it was when he existed Uh, And actually, there's a lot of people that think that he actually never really was a thing that he just kind of like kind of accidentally became a a creature because of they think the way that he started was due to just slang like like language oddities. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because so like to expound on this a little bit in England back in 1500s and so on, there was like a big thing which I don't really understand. and this could be incorrect like from what i can tell this is like everything said that this was true but i'm not british i've n- not spent a whole ton of time in britain especially i didn't spend a whole ton of time in britain in the 1500s so i don't really what? know super well <laughs> but Ultra supposedly Kennedy. i know, I know. I, i'm sorry dude i'm Look trying this guy. i'm working on it but it's there's only so much time in the day uh but supposedly back in the 1500s there was like this Thing that people would do, which was like use the name Jack for slang or like or as slang for like everything, as the specifically the word Jack was used as a slang for like a funny or clever guy, and then they would just staple Jack onto like anything else to be like more specific. So Man. it was like, yeah, so you're talking about like cheeky or like weird, then he was a jackanape. and if you were talking a about jackanape? like a yeah, because like an ape, as in like a monkey. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and so if weird. Were, yeah, yeah, super weird. And like if you're talking about a like a funny or weird guy who's carrying a lantern, he's a jack o' lantern. And if you're talking about a guy who's a sailor, he's a jack tar. And so that's where I don't really get it. It's it's I guess it's just weird 1500s humor that I just I just don't get now. <laughs> so if but, so you that's were... where.
0: If you were like a car mechanic, and I know they didn't have like cars back then. But would, you, <laughs> would you be a car jack?
1: Yeah. Hey, yeah. that that's that makes sense to me. I think it checks out so because of that, that's where it's theorized that that's may be where he came from is that like people who were spending a lot of time out in the cold or something like that, people who were I don't know, maybe they had people who shoveled the streets back in the day with like that was their job. and so because of that, they were always in the cold, always frosty. And so they were called Jack frosts. And oh. because of that, it just became like, that was the, a thing like that became a name. And then over time, it started taking on its own entity and became its own creature, much like the jack-o'-lantern did. Cause like the jack-o'-lantern is another thing where like it used to be its own thing. And then over time, it developed into like its own little thing that people do now. So
0: so it was like a conspiracy where like <laughs> right. uh, Jack Frost would get out and like shovel the snow and then they make more snow come and more frost so exactly. shovel I mean, it up again. You got it. It's keep, a
1: racket. You got to keep employment somehow. You don't, I mean, when your job revolves around only like one specific season, you got to make the most of it. So <laughs> you got to try and make as much snow as fast as possible. So that way you can stay busy for at least a little bit that you have but so that's that's the theorized version or or origin of the generic jack Frost that we know and love, and then of course, there's obviously every other culture, every different country has different versions or or th- creatures that are very similar to them and share a lot of similarities and then obviously of of course, in modern day, there's been different versions of of changing the uh core lore and making something else which i think is really neat so we'll talk about that in a little bit though so the uh getting back to the title the guy that i was talking about originally um this is actually theorized to be one of a possible origin for like inspiration of like where jack frost got kind of his power set or like his abilities Uh, and that is from the greek god boreas astritus and he was the god of the north wind so that's where theoretically if there was like an origin or like a a, a theoretical actual jack frost it may be this guy just because he is very similar to jack frost and that like he was described as being a kind of mischievous greek god but his whole thing was he was the god of the north winds which was the winds that brought down all of the cold weather, all of like the snow and everything like that, which was kind of interesting to me. Um, mm. And it, for those people, for any of you who aren't, uh, aren't super familiar with Greek mythology, like I am, of course.
0: Oh, you're <laughs> an expert now?
1: Expert in Greek mythology, unlike a, everyone else. Done a couple um,
0: of podcast episodes and it's going yeah. to your head.
1: Suddenly I know everything. <laughs> um, but so, for those who don't know, uh, the in the Greek mythology, Pantheon, there was actually four uh, gods that were all related to the winds. Uh, they were actually called the Anemoi uh, or something like that. A-N-E-M-O-I. Yeah. Uh, and so each of them represented one of the winds. And so the first one, obviously, that we are talking about was Boreas Astridus, and he was the north wind. And then alongside of him was Oster, which was the god of the southern winds. Then Arontus, I believe is how you pronounce that. And he was the eastern wind. And Zephyrus, god of the western winds. So each one of them had their own special thing. And each one of them was like affiliated with different properties, different winds. And then also obviously different uh, seasons as well. And Boreas got the north wind and therefore got winter. And so... His whole thing was he would bring winter and supposedly would it would come down from the northern mountains and just freeze the land. And supposedly his home, uh, Boreas the Shritus actually lived, laid behind like way back in a mountain in a land called Hyperbora. Uh, and it was supposedly a mythical land where like he, that was where he lived, but he never used his powers there. So like it was eternally spring and like perfectly pristine which is kind of interesting. Wow. So, so yeah. he's,
0: he's just ruining like Exactly. A perfect season for the rest of the world.
1: Right? Seriously. I know. Like I if he's just causing freezing mayhem all the way throughout the rest of the world and then his little home, his little little pristine utopia, he's just got stuck there in the mountains with endless spring. Wow. Which sounds so nice. So, it it became opinion.
2: Never ending spring would be the worst. Could you imagine how much pollen is everywhere? Yo,
1: for someone oh, who has no yeah, pollen problem, I don't have a pollen allergy. That sounds fine to me. I don't care. Not a problem.
2: I'd rather, I'd rather snow any day. Could you imagine? No way.
1: No way. Okay,
2: going out into your car and it being completely just... A thick layer. What's of the difference? No, what's the difference? You can get <laughs> um, either what's like the one quarter is... inch
1: of pollen or three feet of snow. Either way, pollen is just disgusting. Yes, either way, you're dusting I'd rather
2: off. it be snow
0: any day.
1: Uh, it's uh, the same. I don't
0: know. We we can see who lives in what part of the country.
1: Uh, right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> I'm dealing with snow every day. You don't know and, it's terrible. Brad's I'm DMO dealing
2: with falling. 60, 70 degree weather. It's,
1: it's tough, dude. You are in. You're living in Hyperbora. You don't know. You're just. You're just <laughs> too good. You have it too good. You don't know what it's like for the rest of us. Yeah, oh, man. Uh, so then the next guy that we're gonna mention, he's less connected to, uh, to Jack Frost, but still kind of interestingly. Uh, adjacent, and I, I still wanted to mention him, but I won't go into too much detail, just in case we end up going into like more detail on an episode in the future, because I think he's really neat. Uh, and that is the Frost Giant Ymir from Yo, Norse mythology. He's he, awesome. he is freaking awesome, and he's actually for for the people who are a little bit unfamiliar with Norse mythology. Again, I'm an expert, so. You' expert on
0: everything now, huh?
1: Yeah, totally. Except for 1500s England. I, that is not my specialty. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one, egg, <laughs> one area. Uh, so for those who uh, are a little bit unfamiliar, Ymir was the first ice giant or first giant in Norse mythology and was the progenitor of pretty much all of the other giant races in mythology. And he was just like completely awesome, like Amazing, living his own best life, doing his thing. And then he ended up getting involved in something called the War of the Cosmos, which, obviously, with that kind of a title, got to be bad. Uh, and he ended up dying at the hands of Odin and his brothers. So.
0: Oh, his brothers turned on him?
1: Yeah, no, 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 no. Odin and Odin's brothers. Oh,
0: oh, oh, I see, I see what yeah, you're
1: saying. Yeah. And so the Odin and Squad killed off uh ymir and it ended up causing all kinds of issues that maybe we'll get to eventually maybe we won't but ended up causing a whole bunch of stuff but the supposedly according to some stories one of the things was after he died he was so big he was like freaking humongous like he was on such a large scale that people often confused or conflated him with just the entire world they were just like, he was so big, it was just assumed that everybody lived just on his back, basically, because he was just Whoa. humongous. And so, when he died, the amount of blood loss that he had caused floods, and like, he, like, people died from the flood of his blood, which is pretty brutal. So, this is so metal, man. Jeez. I know, right? Yeah, so pretty cool. And like, he's a really awesome creature, really awesome guy. But, well, I don't want to go
2: so crazy. Speaking of a little bit more um in the lore and stuff it not actual it Norse mythology yeah it <laughs> wasn't actually his like living on his body it was his body was used by odin and his brothers to create the world so his blood right, was right. to create the rivers his brain was the clouds
1: yeah it, it's a whole thing that like i i was yeah, reading so into scary. that and i was like that's that's a whole nother level of confusing Jeez. but I just read several things where they were just like, oh yeah, he was just humongous and people just were like considered him part of it. It was like, "Eh, that's weird. I don't know. Uh, It's bizarre. He's a big guy. guy. Overall big guy. Uh, (laughs) But he also little description of what he looked like. uh, Now that he's dead, sad face. Uh, He had long white hair and glowing white eyes and blue skin. And then some records say that he had, bull like horns. So. Oh. Really
0: cool. Yeah, this dude seems like he's awesome. Man. Yeah. freaking Odin and, and everything. Jeez. Yeah,
1: right, right. Then real quickly we'll go through the last couple of guys that I have cuz the one there's not a whole ton about him and the other two most people have probably already heard about it, these other two. But the uh last cultural interesting guy is a uh, Father Frost and he is actually from Russia. Um and he's also called dead Moroz wow, um, yeah, that
0: dude's from Russia, all
3: right
1: yeah m o r o z and uh, he's also another name is Grandfather Frost. and he's basically like the counterpart to he's like basically the Russian Santa Claus kind of um uh, in that like he brought Christmas gifts and things to like the children. But he also has all of the other abilities of Jack Frost, of like bringing the cold, bringing in the snow. And the way that he does it, they describe him as a blacksmith who binds water to earth with heavy chains, which wow. is so cool. It's so metal. <laughs> so this Russia, just just goes, like,
2: Russia goes hard on everything.
1: It's so, dude. It's freaking. This guy no half just,
0: measures, man. Yeah.
1: Just chaining the, the clouds down to earth and forcing it to snow. Which is just awesome, so cool.
0: I love this right. guy.
1: It, it it's snowing so often that he, this guy is just permanently chained all of the snow to that country. He's just <laughs> he's just full committed to it. Man, the you guy. Know, every
0: just... every now and again, like some snow escapes. <laughs> yeah, from Russia to the rest yeah, of the world.
1: Exactly. He's just too good at his job, and it's a little overzealous. So. Yeah, this guy, I wish there was more information about him, but there's just really not that much because, like, he is kind of a combination of, like, the normal Santa Claus that we know and then, like, Jack Frost that we have slash, like, another, like, basically the... I forgot to mention, another name for Jack Frost is, like, Old Man Winter, which is another mythological creature that's basically, oh, right, basically right. the same thing as Jack Frost, uh, but just under a different name. And so this is basically just... Both those creatures, both Jack Frost and Santa Claus, combined into one blacksmith, chain-wielding boss.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The final boss of winter, yeah. Yeah, Right,
1: exactly. So, and then real quickly, lastly, I just wanted to mention the two, in at least my world, in in my opinion, uh, most interesting uh, depictions of Jack Frost in like modern media. And the first one, such a classic, is from the Santa Claus series with uh Tim Allen. Oh uh, yeah. This is from the third movie, everyone's favorite of the of the movies. And in that movie, Jack Frost is like the antagonist of the movie because Santa Claus, Tim Tim Allen's character is kind of trying to like sort of get out of being Santa cuz he's tired of it slash like he's just getting He's just worn down by it. And so Jack Frost comes in to try and like swoop up the job and take over. And apparently that's like been his thing for like in this universe for like forever because he always feels like he's underappreciated despite like him being so important to the ecosystem. He's still like salty about it and feels like everybody ignores him. So he decided for like years ago decided he wanted to overtake Santa Claus and like become this the new image of christmas even to the point where he started handing out flyers and like posting them in stores saying happy frostmas mm-hmm. and stuff Doesn't like that Quite
0: hit the same
1: <laughs> yeah so he's just like very weirdly like obsessed with becoming christmas and so the whole story of the movie is trying him trying to take over the role of being christmas or of being santa claus so Man,
0: i really it, forgot how like Wild those it's so weird. Get.
1: <laughs> yeah, the first movie was good. Second movie is like, all right, strange. And it's
2: insanity. Like, it's crazy. There's like the yeah, because there's like the toy Santa come to uh-huh. life. It was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, that's number two, and like that's it already starts off getting weird, and then three is just like, hey, let's go that's, even weirder.
2: Well, yeah, because in three, that's when the reindeer just randomly start talking.
1: Uh huh. Yep. Yep. Because like in the first one. Yeah, and the first yes, one and second one, they like kind of can talk slash Santa can at least like maybe read their minds a little bit, and so he kind of understands them even though no one else can. And then the third, they're and just third like one, everybody, they all talk now. They
2: get that they get like that Rugrats voice actor, or she <laughs> in The Simpsons, nonetheless to know. get to do the voice, and it just sounds so dumb.
1: It's weird. Oof. Yeah, so it is not great, but and then uh, last but not least, I think underrated very cool character that the movie apparently did not do very well which i think is a dang shame uh, and that's uh Jack Frost from the movie Rise of the Guardians or his full name Jackson Overland Frost which is They
0: didn't they didn't do his character
1: well? No, his character is great but the movie for some reason just didn't do well which is i think a shame. Like i think his character is very well done. It's very interesting. Voiced by Chris Pine and it's kind of a strange choice of voice actor for him because it's like a gravelly man voice to this child but still like he does well (laughs) and it's a very cool look of like so the synopsis of the character real quick is he is he's the protagonist of the movie and he's been living his best life as jack frost for years and just been doing what he does, but doesn't really know why he doesn't have any memories from before. He just knows that he's Jack Frost and just kind of causes mayhem slash like he he's like a kid with ice powers. And so he just like does things he like picks fights, like picks snowball fights with kids and stuff like that and just kind of does his own thing. But nobody can see him. And so he's super lonely and he doesn't really know what the heck he's doing. And he's just miserable after doing this for forever. And that's – and so that's kind of where the movie picks up is, like, him being depressed and all of the other guardians of childhood, which is, like, the other characters in the movie that's, like, Santa Claus and, like, the Easter Bunny and, like, the Tooth Fairy and I don't remember who else in the movie it is. But they all kind of try to recruit Jack Frost to become another guardian of childhood to, like, help protect children from losing the fun and, like, becoming – adults (laughs) adults <laughs> like like depressed
0: basically, <laughs> oh, is <what> it is. <laughs> oh oh that's right yeah because like so, the sandman is after him or whatever he's the
1: it's the boogeyman yeah it's like basically like nightmares he's like depression incarnate is like the antagonist of the movies or right, the movie right. and so yeah he's like at first he's just kind of like a, a troublemaking guy and then he finally realizes that like he is like his whole personality is troublemaking but in like a really fun way like he's like Never does he cause like pain. He doesn't he isn't causing mischief in like negative ways. He's just like kind of making fun annoying jokes but like still in good-hearted manner. And so like he starts to kind of try and realize that he actually does care about kids and like wants kids to be safe and he wants to like spread joy. And then like he grows to become an actual full protector of child- childhood and it's it's a really cute story. And yeah, I no. think it's a nice nice thing but the movie just apparently didn't do super well so i don't think we're gonna be getting uh rise of the guardians too. but uh, maybe, jack frost, maybe
0: that's for the best you know like yeah just like an true. awesome
1: like one movie you know yeah it's probably true but i think he's a really cool character in that and like his backstory of the way that he became jack frost of like because he used to be a regular person and he was like just a normal kid his he and his sister were out ice skating and she's like almost falls through the ice. And so he plays like a game with her to like distract her while he goes to try and save her. And finally, like, while she's just laughing, he grabs her, throws her off the ice to save her life. And then he ends up falling through the ice and dying. And so he ends up becoming Jack Frost because of that, because of like the way that he was willing to sacrifice himself for his sister, but also like doing it in a really fun, kind manner. And he becomes Jack Frost through that. And he's just, a really neat kind of sad, but wholesome character. And plus in that movie, uh, uh, Santa Claus, they just call him North and he's Russian and he's awesome.
0: Yeah. I, I remember that. I actually yeah. really feel like I really like that movie. I need to watch yeah, that.
1: Again. It was good. He has, he has naughty and nice tattooed on his arms. It's oh, yeah. so cool.
0: What a freaking savage, man. Jeez. So,
1: but yeah, so that is, uh, the creature of, of, jack frost he's i think a really neat character that although doesn't really have a super strong origin he's been taken in a whole lot of different directions and it is very neat and and i think he's worth celebrating maybe not maybe not over santa maybe he's not ready to like in uh, the santa claus three i don't know if he's ready to take over the the mantle of santa claus but i think he's still cool i think he's still a neat guy
0: I don't know if anybody oh. can fill that man's shoes.
1: Yeah, that's... I don't know if anyone can fill that man's freaking coat. <laughs> <and> a <laughs> big coat. Yeah. So.
2: Well, speaking of Santa... Is he here? It's Santa! Is he
1: here? I know I him! I know him! Um,
2: <laughs> I don't know. When we were when we were like, hey, let's do a Christmas episode, I was like, okay, I'm going to go super obscure. I'm going to do something obscure. that, like... like Un, un, uncommon, just something that people don't know about, and so I make the really good decision to do Santa Claus.
1: Dude, never heard so, of this
2: guy. Yeah, strange, stranger to me.
1: <laughs> um, I'm
2: actually really excited to do him because I don't have to do like any precursors. Everyone knows <laughs> Santa Claus, so it was a little, it was a little odd for me. But we don't mm-hmm. even need to talk about the like, like who is Santa Claus because everyone knows Santa Claus. Um.
1: But so l- the reason like who is
2: he? Yeah, we're we're What's gonna. What's his favorite a...
1: color? Um, probably like, red. <laughs> that's, yeah. I'm glad that's a actually a good answer. <laughs>
2: um, but Christmas is probably the most popular holiday of all time, right? And especially current day <laughs> holidays. If you had to like, if you named all the holidays, this is probably the most popular holiday, mm. and it's celebrated. Worldwide, by religious people, by non-religious people, by just people of all, all 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 types. It's a time of cheer, joy, love, and friendship. And in the midst, midst of all of this, one man reigns supreme. <laughs> not Jack Frost. Not, not yet. Not Mira Jade. Nope, that's Luke Skywalker's wife. Mary Lloyd. Mary Lloyd. It is... Santa Claus. You make man, him sound like a wrestler, man. a legend. Not only is he an icon of the holiday, he even makes it into Coke commercials. Man, I am really sell- I'm selling this. Coming
1: in from the north corner, we got Santa Claus. Coming um, in at a whopping 300 pounds. Wow. Whoa. This guy's a heavy guy.
2: The catchphrase right before he walks out is Santa is coming to
1: town. Hey. <laughs> Are you naughty or nice?
2: I apologize, but okay. So no apologies, man. That was awesome. So, (laughs) as a child, I'm sure we all had experiences where we'd sit by the window looking for. So for me, I would look for uh, Rudolph's nose, like in the (laughs) light or whatever, or the sky. But we always like we'd stayed up trying to to see and catch Santa Claus. Um, or as I said in my notes, to catch a peek at Jolly Old Saint Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm so cheesy. <laughs> Anyways, so you know, as a child, you probably did that, or even now because of the days. I'm sure it's harder to sleep on that day, and a lot of people have a hard time sleeping because they're just so excited, right? Like this this holiday brings so much passion and emotion, and it it, it for a couple months from. The day after Thanksgiving to e- even maybe a couple days into January, the world just seems to revolve around Santa Claus. Everyone's True. talking about him. Songs are about him. Movies about him. I mean, Santa is Christ- coming to town. <laughs> <laughs> um, but really, how often do we think about the idea the the ins and outs of Santa and? to all the listeners you don't have to do that because we're we're gonna do that for you we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dive in to santa claus
1: Santa claus uh
2: and i just wanted to quickly shout out um piper cj on tiktok she is awesome she is uh actually majored in folklore so like she actually knows what she's talking about oh, awesome She's Me too. just a fantastic content creator. <laughs> Don't and lie. She, she has written fantasy books. Um, so she's, she's wonderful. Totally go follow her. She makes great content. And so kind of what I'm talking about today is based off of a TikTok that she does. So based. absolutely inspirational. She's great. So I'm about to say the weirdest sentence you've ever heard. Oh. But I believe that Santa Claus is a powerful American god. Nice. Not disappoint. That's a very strange sentence. Right, yeah. a strange... So <laughs> let's, 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 because, okay, because so, I don't need to tell you what he does. He gives I presents. Think. He has elves that make stuff and he delivers them on a sleigh with eight reindeer, right? Cool. We got he gives that, everybody right? a free Coke for so $1.50. How? how free is, Coke for $1.50. <laughs> how is he a god? What, what makes a god? People worship him. So, first off, he is omniscient okay songs have said that he is all knowing that he knows when you're sleeping he knows when you're awake and, right yeah. he just knows he knows everything it's really creepy is he omniscient he is omnipresent he's able to go to every single house in one night and do his job right so he's also he, scary he everywhere not only that though he is the ability to pass judgment on good and evil. He can do something that only the most powerful gods can do. He is able to determine: Are you good? Are you evil? Mm. Are, what what acts are good? What what make what it takes to 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 be worthy of some kind of reward? Right. That is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely insane. That's something that like
1: Egyptian gods. It took like multiple Egyptian gods to do that one ability by itself, and he's got it all locked down himself.
0: Yeah, that's like actually like super interesting when you phrase
2: it like that, Brad. Is that this dude? He is a god, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and it it it's going to keep getting better. Oh
1: yeah, this this ain't the
2: end. What? (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) But there's more. Don't worry. Santa Claus can go all nine rounds or how many yeah. rounds? I don't know anything about wrestling.
1: He can do this all day. Him and Captain America.
2: <laughs> um, so, so with with those, you know, a couple points I mentioned, and we tried to try to go into a little bit of Santa. There's obviously plenty of reasons why you could be like, "Hey, Bradley, hold hold on a second. How is he an American god?"
1: That's my question. I'm sure. I
2: want to know. That was a question because. Obviously, we have uh, sources and stuff that say, oh, he has origins with Odin. Oh, he has origins with Saint Nicholas. Um, He's got origins
1: in Russia with dead Moraes.
2: Right. <laughs> but no matter what those origins are, because you know those are inspirations, he was never considered a god in these. But what what makes him a god now? I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a... Egregore? Egregore? Yes, um, uh, a little bit, actually. Basically, an egregore is an occult or a supernatural uh, concept that represents a non-physical entity that arises mm. from collective thoughts in a group of people. Um, basically, make it
0: sound so, like, animation. malevolent.
1: Seriously.
2: Thank you? <laughs> 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 I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> it just is what it is i guess so it is um basically in in bradley's lame man's terms because that was a little bit much for me basically it's a physical manifestation of beliefs right and an egregore is basically that right and then based on then what i was mentioning the omnipresent the omniscient the ability to pass good and evil then bumped him from just a physical manifestation of beliefs to a god of the manifestation right um meta right it is so now with this of how he's specifically an american god it's american tradition the modern day interpretation of santa the idea of him now was created in the early 1800s in New York City when a little-known writer named Clement uh, Clark Moore wrote the Night Never before heard Christmas. of him. Really never heard. Never of heard Christmas. of it. The Night before Christmas. It's fake. All through the house, there was something, <laughs> something was stirring. Whatever that is, right? Um, so oh. he was a poet and basically started the the ideas of Santa Claus. The, the reindeer, the eight reindeer specifically, the sled, the going down the chimney, giving presents and stuff. So he, he gave us the traits of modern day Santa. And from the 18, early 1800s to now, it has just exploded. There's, hmm. there's Santa clauses in every part of the world. Okay, so now let's let's just get into it even, even more in depth of how he's a god and why he's so powerful.
1: Down the rabbit hole again. <laughs> so I guess down the chimney again.
2: <laughs> um in in her video, uh, Piper CJ mentioned that when she was a kid, she literally got sent to the principal's office, got written up at school for telling kids that Santa wasn't real. <laughs> now, it, it kind of it's kind of cute, that's kind of funny that kids like believe in Santa Claus and stuff, but like how that's, much we yeah, obsess how much we obsess about this idea of protecting people from believing something to be true yeah. How that that's honestly terrifying if you yeah. really think about think about that right it's like almost where, like it's kind of sacred
0: right
1: oh completely yeah. which is and, so strange almost
2: call like not, not only then believing like trying to create and cultivate this belief but then also the fact that children are then punished in his name yeah, right that's, oh that's yeah. weird <laughs> literal coal if you're bad because of santa right it, you're, yeah. you're getting punished because of this then made up folklore belief yeah. that we're telling you is actually true and that you should be good because of santa because he's coming yeah. right
1: that's that's it's
2: it's it's sick it's, but it's better be
1: good because santa's coming this right? year and he, he's gonna give you coal
2: but it gets it gets worse
1: when (laughs) with santa we have altars to
2: him there are imageries songs basically praising him even more we leave him offerings of cookies and milk to offer him for his what he gives us right and if you want to get really into it cookies and milk kind of translate into bread yeah, and sacrament. wine bread and water with the sacrament with jesus Ooh. <laughs> it's just like it, it's crazy how cult-like it yeah. like that santa is in such a in a way that you were like man it's so like pure it's so fun and, and happy and cheery and but you get into it like it's it's messed up it, it kind of is yeah i mean
0: like i don't think like just taking from my own personal experience like my family was ever too like insane about santa and like christmas and stuff but i definitely mm-hmm. have heard of some people's families like jet. i don't know if like drinking the kool-aid is the right term but
2: yeah. man are they sucking down <laughs> on some eggnog have a, <laughs> have a chimney that you put stockings you put things that are like very christmasy and santa-y and stuff you lay out cookies and milk on the fireplace so that you can basically sp- summon santa to come down the chimney to then partake of what you're offering him to leave you gifts even That's if you're hilarious. into it like that like whatever however that started it's it's just In it's like insane
1: in like a hundred years there there's gonna be people that assume that everybody well i mean assume maybe justly that people in this day and age all worshiped santa and like actually considered so him totally. a god and like 100 percent worshiped him and whatnot and yeah. i'm gonna say that like they're not far off and not the most uh unwarranted uh assumption
2: well and the thing it's is crazy. like like most people in cults will never tell you they're in a cult because they don't even know they're in a cult. Mm-hmm. So I mean Wake
1: up, sheeple, you're in a cult.
2: <laughs> I don't know. And I, Santa's I, the leader. Like, cause obviously I'm unconvinced that egregores exist. Because, I'm
1: unconvinced that Santa's not Santa doesn't exist.
2: I am convinced that the idea of egregores a that people based on their beliefs do things which could therefore right. become physical manifestations of the idea of something exist man that was i don't know if i'm talking in circles mm-hmm. right there. that sounded that sounds weird but i would say 100 percent the idea of santa claus is very yeah. much a
1: powerful idea mm-hmm. almost godlike yeah like yeah maybe maybe everybody thinking about one creature won't actually create a, an entity but it will do everything but that cuz it's like it's at that point school. whether he's real or not everybody is behaving at on some it's level at least real. a little bit as though he was on some level real and so a, an egregore whether it makes a real creature or not it's changing yeah. the way people behave anyway so yeah which is that's like that's i feel like maybe partially a reason why like i never really understood and still don't really understand cuz it doesn't I don't really care one way or another, Uh, but when I grew up, I grew up in a relatively religious family, and my parents, right off the get-go, immediately, nope, Santa's not real, that's not a thing, we don't care about Santa, like, he's a cool thing, but it's like, don't actually believe he exists, all the presents are from us, Like, like, not, a creepy man isn't dropping down into our house at night to give you gifts, that was us, and so, when I was a kid, I was just like, okay, like, that's fine, whatever. And my mom always th- said that it was like because she had problems with it, like she she disagreed with it on on a religious manner. I was like, okay, that's fine, like weird. And I kind of get that now. Like, it is really strange. It's a strange thing to have happen. I don't really care. So it's not really my a big deal to me. But I kind of see where it's like it's a little little bit weird. And as a parent, yeah, it's uh I, I don't know. I I could understand. I could get behind them being like I don't want to teach my kids about this it's strange
2: yeah oh yeah i'm i'm of the same opinion where it's like do i actually care and do i whatever no but when you think about it you're like Uh, there's a little something weird weird about it
1: (laughs) Uh, it's creepy because
2: like Uh, will i stop singing songs about santa no Will i stop watching movies with santa claus in it no Uh, but it's still Tim allen
1: dude he's the best (laughs) How can I no, leave is, that man uh, high
2: and dry? Yeah, I mean, like,
0: it it is kind of strange. as like, I don't know. I, I think it's like a cultural thing in which. Like, sure, Santa fits fits all of the qualifications for being a god, so he basically is. But at the same time, it's like, is it like a harmful belief? I wouldn't yeah. say so, you know. But it from an outsider like perspective, if you like knew nothing about like. Uh, like human traditions or anything like that, or like earth traditions, and you just like looked at like a Christmas, like the transition of like into the Christmas season. You'd be like, "Holy crap, man! Who is this guy named Santa Claus? I want to meet him."
1: Everyone goes from like kind of doing their own thing throughout the entire year to then like December hits, and everyone everywhere is just all of a sudden Santa Claus everywhere, and it is it's a little bit strange, but. I mean, again, like you said, at the end of the day, he's not doing, like, it is meant to be good, but it, like it is meant to, like, kind of foster joy and goodwill to everyone, so I wouldn't say it's a negative, but it is a strange thing.
2: Yeah, 100%. Well, that's what we have for you. I mean, just wonderful... Santa up,
1: Claus is a god.
2: up hearty. <laughs> Santa Claus is a god. There's this is a no no what's that saying? No hold bards, no bards? Yeah. Yeah. What's that, what's that saying?
1: This is hard hitting journalism that we're no. just giving you the facts.
2: Isn't it like no
1: holds barred? No holds barred or something, right? It's a phrase that makes no sense to me. I've never understood okay. it.
2: So uh, let's 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 rephrase that. This is a unadulterated version of me when I'm oh. tired that we get crazy oh, Santa. Is- um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I really enjoy our little collaborative episodes, uh, yeah. getting to hear from all of us. And obviously, of course, check us out on Twitter on TikTok. It's uh, Vanquisher's Pod on uh, Twitter, right, Bryce? Yep. At Vanquisher's Pod for the next couple of weeks, while well, Twitter's a thing, uh, <laughs> we are um, Vanquisher's Guide um, if any of your friends are interested in the movie guardians
1: it's great
2: Um, it's so wholesome been years since i've seen it but great movie if anyone doesn't think santa claus is a god this will convince them if you too like to dress up in a horse skull (laughs) whatever whatever it be this episode's for you and and go out in the world and share it um we're hopefully going to get back on a regular more so regular schedule uh can't wait to hear what bryce has for us next week oh baby or whomever it is um definitely not me because i'm not ready so (laughs) we will we will catch you guys next time